Welcome to Empire Builders, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your host, Kimber Lovett Minkiti. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. And today you're in for a treat because it's just uh, Kimber and Sarah, the uh, DC Metro girls. So we actually are right close to each other, our East Coast. Uh, we we love the East Coast. Uh, and so we are we, <laughs> we are going to dive into something today that uh, we both are passionate about, which is uh, business check-ins, mid-year uh, business check-ins. So we are right at the mid-year right now in terms of our businesses. And uh, most of us in the real estate industry are down because the real estate market across the board is down about 30%. And uh, what do you do when you're not on track for your goals, right? So if you're at mid-year and you're not on track for your goals, what are some action items that you can take right now to get back on track? Because the year's not over. And so don't give up. You set a goal. There was a reason that you set a goal. And so what are some practical things that you can do right now if you're not on track for your goal? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I love it. And I think it's so such just an important topic, right? A lot of times we just roll through and maybe you stopped looking or you stopped tracking. So some of it's like, go get your tools, go get your numbers, go get your, like your, your multi-year trend. Like, where are you each month? Where are like, actually look at it. It's like, you know, we're telling our, our clients, you can't, the credit report doesn't change just because you don't look at it. So you got to check the <laughs> scoreboard, look yes. at it so that we can get real about what you need to do to actually hit those goals that you set for yourself. And, and I'm guessing that the majority of our listeners, like myself, are not on track for your goals. Um, and we want you to know you're not alone. Uh, and it, it's, not, it's not about um, whether or not you are or off track in terms of on your goals. It's what you do about it when you know that you're not on track, right? Um, Thomas Absolutely. Edison, there's a quote. He said, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time try one more time. When they study him, that's what they say. It's, he just would not fail. He, he would not give up. And that's actually what was his superpower, not creating the light, the light bulb, but instead um, not giving up. And so don't give up. It, we're all, our business is down compared to the same time last year. We're not on track for our goals. And so these are the practical steps. We're going to go over six steps today on what you can do. And I know that that's what our team is doing right now. I know uh, Kimber's as well. And so we're going to get into some tactical things today in terms of what you can do. I love it. And and I am exactly where you are, Sarah, right? Like we're down uh, both across the businesses. And I think also personally, like this is a great time. Maybe maybe you're not. I talked to an agent uh, a couple of days ago and he was like, I'm not off track at all. And I'm like, but what about the other set? Like it's often more True. than just your business goals. Where are you on your wealth building? Where are you in your personal? Where are you in relationships? Mid-year check-ins extend beyond, right? So I think this first one, when you think about step one is check your mindset. Like it, it always starts on the inside before anything shows up on the outside. And I love the quote, right? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So are you struggling with a limited, limiting belief around your goal? Did you really believe it? Like, right? Did you come out of the first quarter and you're like, oh my gosh, the market's down 30%. Like I'm never going to, I just can't do it. And Sarah, you said something so beautiful, which is there was a reason why you set that goal. So yes. go back in and revisit your why and your mindset about what's happening and your ability to actually do it. Yeah, I think this is, we're having a lot of conversations um, at Empower Home about this right now in terms of in the beginning of the year when we started seeing the decline in, in the market um, in terms of number of people moving, 
you know, I said to the team, you got to double your activities, right? The only way to still hit your goal is to double the activities. And then now we're starting to see a mindset shift around it. So checking your mindset and then taking action, like because you have that why behind you now. So re reiterate with yourself in terms of the why you set the goal to begin with, and then take action, which leads us to step two, which is a big part of what I'm talking about here in terms of step two is you've got to increase lead generation. You've got to increase lead generation. So if your business is down, the best way to solve that is to get on the phones or get face-to-face with more people. And are you willing to do that? Meaning you need to be willing to do it, right? So check your mindset, check your why, and then take action in terms of lead generation and adding um, more conversations, getting in front of people more, more, blocking, being protective of your lead generation time, right? I mean, you can mess up the rest of your day, <laughs> um, but if you protect those two to three hours every single day, the rest of your day will take care of itself as long as you do the most important things. So look at your calendar. Do you have it time blocked? And are you truly protecting your lead generation time? Oh, that's so good. And I think so often because we've had, we've maybe business was coming faster without the lead generation in the last couple of years. So I think that point there, like doubling down. A lot of times we're like, no, it took for, if I lead generated for two hours, I got to the, what I needed to hit the goals I set for myself. And we're in a world where maybe you have to double that. Maybe you have to add an extra day. Maybe you have to add more activity to get to the same result. But at the end of the day, it's, it's going to allow you to get to the goals that you've set for yourself. So that's so such a critical one. Absolutely. So once you're there, right, and you, you've added your lean generation, you've checked your mindset, step three is inspect what you expect. This is when you go in and you look at your numbers. You really dive into the areas behind, like, your goals and your business. Do you know your numbers? And was the goal smart, right? We really think about, was the goal specific? Was it measurable? Was it attainable? Like, right, are you able to really achieve it in that way? Can you really track the goals and really make sure that your team, especially if you're leading a team, right, that everybody's clear in every single position what they need to be doing to be able to achieve the goal. And then this one I think is so critical that you're fully inspecting it. I found that as a leader, often the place that I would fall down is is the consistency in the 411, like our daily or weekly huddles and check-ins around the goal. And that conveys a message to the team when we're not having those conversations. So if you're erasing the conversations around accountability, get those back on your schedule because that's the question, right? Your team's going to look to you to set the pace and the standard for what's important. So true. Uh, people don't do what you expect, but they will do what you inspect. And we had a big, um, one of my area, I look at these steps and, and apply these steps just as I'm, just as we're teaching them today on the podcast. Um, and so one of the practical things that we've been doing is I've been inspecting all of our lead generation pillars. And um, I was in a marketing meeting with our marketing leaders and they pulled up um, and they pulled up an email that we had sent out and um, it was a really great email. And I asked about the results and the results were, did it make sense to me? And so I, so I said, let me see what the consumer sees, right? I, I want to test the whole thing. I want to inspect the whole thing. Let me see what the consumer sees. So they pull it up like the consumers saw it. And what they had presented to me was I didn't see the reply email. So when someone replies asking a, a question, what is the email that shows, right? This is getting into the nitty gritty of this, but um, I'll do my best to explain. But so I saw when I saw it as a consumer, I saw the email that it came from. And I said, oh, who's 
who's manning that email? And my leads and database director said, well, the leads and database team. And I said, okay, can we just check? And let's inspect it. And we found out that that email was not being monitored. Um, And so, of course, the results were not what we wanted them to be. We weren't responding. It was was mortifying. Um, It was very, very, a very stressful meeting. But it was discovered because I inspected what we expect, meaning if if there's a problem, so if the numbers aren't making sense, if if something isn't adding up, get into it with your people. Don't just accept what they tell you. Inspect it, and what you're going to find, they don't and they didn't intend to miss it. It wasn't an an intentional thing, but because no one was inspecting it, we missed it. So don't. If, if something is supposed to work a certain way, how often are you checking it? And mid-year is a great time to sort of get into it with all your people and just do some checking to make sure that the things that are were, are supposed to be happening are actually happening. So and super I love passionate Sarah. about this. Oh, that's so good. And I think your point about like, put yourself on the emails. It seems so simple, but like put yourself as a client. So you're 36, yes. so if you're doing a touch program, if you're sending contacts to your database, make sure you're getting it. If you use a service, like a card send out, like a service that's sending things out, put yourself on it. So yes. you can catch if something is like off in a message or something visually is off that you you get to see it the way the consumer sees it. That that's so good. It, and even inspecting your vendors, right? So like if you're getting a direct mail piece at your home, you then see how it was printed. If they did it w- the way that it was sent to them, you know, like, so don't make, don't make assumptions that because you told them to do something that it's being done. And so you want to inspect every single thing and make sure that it's happening um, as it should. So st- step four, step four, inspect what you expect is probably my favorite out of all these steps. And my team listening is probably like, of course it's her favorite. Of <laughs> course it's her favorite. Well, and you have to kind of detach the emotion, right? Like I love you that you do. said it was a stressful meeting, but like, it's not like a gotcha because you're right. Nobody intended to drop the ball, but sometimes I think that can be how it feels when we're coming in and expecting, but really creating space for people not to feel defensive about it, but to just so sort true. of uncover and unpack because that's how we, a lot of times we, we it's that leakage, right? Yes. That's happening over time, especially when it's like, oh, we've always done it this way or we always have it that way. Or of course that email goes out. It goes, of course, our like anniversary email goes out. Well, what happens if like you change CRMs and nobody uploaded? Yeah. The, like, there's all these things yes. that just happen. Yeah, yeah. In the Ultimate Sales Machine book, they say that everyone forgets their job every three months. So don't take it like it doesn't mean you have a bad hire if something wasn't happening the way it's supposed to. What what matters is something happened in the system or process where that needs to be addressed. And that's what happened in our case. So such a good point, Kimber. Step four, step four, you want to review all missed opportunities, all missed opportunities. So if you're tracking, and we hope you are tracking, we we have multiple episodes on tracking numbers, and we can uh, do, put put those in the show notes for you. But if you're tracking your numbers, and we again, we hope you are, then you want to look at the missed opportunities. So, what are conversations that you've had, or that your team has had uh, with people in the real estate world that maybe are looking to make a move, but we weren't able to get the appointment? Can you call them again? Right. Who are some people that you met with over the last year that haven't yet pulled the trigger? Get in front of them again. Look at every single sort of missed opportunity as an opportunity to change the outcome. So the outcome right now is they're sitting in the missed bucket, meaning 
didn't agree to work with you or decided not to move for that time, well, maybe something has changed in their life where they want to look at moving again. When was the last time you had the conversation? So dive into every single sort of missed opportunity and see if you can change that outcome because you've already put in the effort. You've already typically uh, spent either money or time to generate the lead or relationship right? You already spent money or time talking to them at least once or twice. Can you dive a little bit deeper in that relationship to maybe uh, change that outcome? So don't give up on your leads. Don't give up on your on your potential clients. Um, give it another try. Reach out yes. to them another time. Well, it's like every no is really a not yet. So yes. what are the not yets? And the not yets because they registered for an event or a seminar you had and they didn't make it. So think about your buckets, right? Did you have an event and people registered but didn't come? That's a great bucket, right? To go back yes. in and dive deeper into. Did they book, did they do an appointment? But like Sarah's saying, they didn't sell for whatever reason. And maybe they said in the appointment, we changed our mind, we're not gonna sell for a year. It's still a great time to go back and revisit, pick up the phone, check in with them. People just appreciate that that moment of you stopping and thinking about them. I, that's yes. my favorite script. Yep. I still use it to this day. I, I just saw this property in your neighborhood and I thought about you and the conversation we had back in January. Is this plan so still that you're gonna move at the end of the summer? Like, it's just a great check-in. So I think that's a fun one. And then this is one which you can totally pair with going back and changing yes. these nose, which is gamify it. Make it fun. Like we, most of us are in, especially if you're in the real estate business, like you're competitive. You want to like yes. go after it. So how can you find some ways, especially around the top three most critical categories for your business or for you and really gamify it. And you can put visuals in place. You can find a way to engage. You want to engage your full team around this, whether that's cost cutting, testimonials and referrals for our operations team are always amazing. And they love being able to, to generate that. Have a leaderboard. Really, I think visually putting it in front of people at least once a day, right? It, minimum, minimum a week. But I think daily, putting that visual daily in front of everybody. And then the last one is like, what make it a prize. What gamifies it is that there gets to be bragging rights and there's a winner. Yes. And it doesn't have to be like a trip to Hawaii. Like it could be lunch with you as the founder. It could be something like really fun and experience that they couldn't, couldn't buy. And what does that look like? And how do you actually create that kind of a win opportunity on your team? Yeah, I love that. We we just implemented that this week with all of our sales leaders with the missed opportunities. So you take the missed opportunities. Um, our operations team is printing out all the missed opportunities. They're going to everyone on the team. And then we're having a leaderboard of over the next 30 days, who can turn the most outcomes. And so every day we're making calls and then the leaderboard is who had the most conversations with missed opportunities and who actually changed the outcome. And so take... You can take the steps we just went over and then gamify sort of each one to make it fun. Even if you are more solo, let's so let's say you don't lead a team and it's it's you, gamify it with yourself, right? So every time you get a no, celebrate the no, right? Every four no's leads to a yes. So make a game around getting a no, right? Um, we we have like bingo cards that we do sometimes with um with the team. So any type of um, generating sales games and making it more fun will always help your sales team and your entire team stay more engaged. And then also you stay more engaged because it's just, you can make anything, anything more fun people will stick for, stick with versus so serious. So 
Make it fun. And I think that goes across business and in life, right? Like if you're so trying to increase your activity, if you're trying to increase how much you're working out, if you're trying to increase like your net worth and get a tracker, like I think being able to think about, again, when you look at those three critical areas that you want to move in the back half of the year, when you're thinking about what they are, think about how you could gamify them and bring at least one other person in. It doesn't, you don't have to have a team, right? It could be somebody else yes. in your office, but being able to do that in a way that gamifies it. So true. You did that with uh, our Peloton app. I so, did. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I loved when you shared that with me. It, it inspired me so much, Kimber, because we both do Peloton and I had never paid attention to the checkboxes um, in the app. And so you shared, you wanted a check every day, right? I do. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're continuing it because you gamified it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so making sure that a check shows up on her Peloton app every single day um, that she moved her body. Um, and so you can do it with all aspects of your life, um, of your business. And so I love that. Step six, which this is absolutely my favorite one. I know Mine I too. I've said that a couple times, but <laughs> this for sure is. Okay. Um, you want to lean into your circle, your tribe, your your people. Um, you need accountability. When, you're, when your business isn't where you want it to be, um, first and foremost, you need to recognize it, right? With your mindset, you need to be, um, you need to go all in with taking action, but you, you must surround yourself with some form of accountability and also people cheering you on, right? And helping you. Um, and so are you leaning in to your people? I I remember, um, I was struggling about a year ago and, um, one of our, uh, circle members kept insisting on me having lunch with her. And I was like, like she was hounding me. This was Sue, Sue Adler. Um, And she's like, I've got to spend time with you. I've got to spend one-on-one time with you. And I was like, okay. Like, you know, I kept, other stuff kept coming in, not on purpose, but other stuff kept coming up. So we finally sit down for lunch. And she said to me, "Um, I noticed that you're uh, retreating from our circle, meaning you're not leaning in to, um, to the circle as much as you used to. And my guess is that you're struggling or you're feeling like you might be um, dealing with things alone. And I wanted you to know I'm observing it and I want you to know we're here for you. And um, if you are going through something, please lean into us. And I cannot tell you how much that conversation meant to me. And A, if I didn't have a circle, I wouldn't have even had people that noticed and or cared, right? So I had a circle of other female business owners, other female entrepreneurs that care deeply about me as a human being, that noticed a difference, that were willing to say something, and then held me accountable to making sure that I wasn't, um, you know, isolating myself, right, Uh, when I was going through a hard time. And so do you have a circle? Do you have a tribe? Do you have people that would sit you down and say that to make sure that you can have accountability and also feel in a safe place to talk about what's working in your business, what's not working, what's working in your life, what's not working? Um, And I know we wanted to invite you guys um, to a very special circle um, called the Empire Circle. And so uh, we're very passionate about this topic. You're always the average of the five closest people you surround yourself with, right? And so if you want business growth, look around. Who are you surrounding yourself with? If you want life growth, who are you surrounding yourself with? So Kimber and I are doing a fun event coming up um, 
this in month. DC. Yeah, yes. we're, we're bringing our circles and yes. the expanded Empire Circle group to come hang out with us and literally blow up this conversation. Like yes. bring the numbers, bring the data. So it's exciting because this is literally what we dive into. And just one of the examples of how do you, are you on track? How do you create that power of women? Because it's our circle is what, what really birthed her best life. It yes. really came out of saying, hey, this has been transformative for us. And we want to invite other women into that opportunity, whether you join us in September or whether you're you're really looking to take it to the next level in business and life and you're ready to to take the next step, which is to to create that community in the Empire Circle. So it's I just I every time I talk about it, I get chills because I just know how transformative it's been for me. And then to watch both the women in our circle and now the extended power circle that you just you look at all the things that they're achieving in business and most importantly in their lives. Yeah, so Her Best Life, uh, we are partners together in that. And so it's all about amplifying the lives and voices of women in business around the world. And so we have our sort of key event um, in September in Nashville, but our highest level of um, life uh, growth, business growth is called the Empire Circle. So exactly what uh, Kimber and I were talking about. And it, there is an application process. It is, we we protect the circle. Um, but if you are to a point where you need more accountability, you need more support, you're feeling lonely in your leadership, um, we are actually still taking applications and you can join us in June um, in DC, right? right now uh, by applying. So you can go to herbestlife.com for more information on that. We would love uh, to review your application and and join and include you in our circle of those that are focusing on not just having big businesses, but even bigger lives. And so we're going to be doing a deep dive into where everyone's business is and then helping coach each business to grow the second half of the year. Um, So go to herbestlife.com, fill out an application if this is something that interests you and we would love for you to join us. Yes, and I think the one theme that you see across the women who make that commitment to to in themselves and make that investment in themselves is a commitment to growth um, yes. on all levels, right? And that that yep. might not mean doubling the size of your business, but it might it, it might mean taking a hard look at your life and what are what are you want and how do you get there? And so I so think good. the circle really is that commitment. It, it's the theme I see in every single woman who will be with us in DC is that yep. they are committed to being the best version of themselves and to supporting and amplifying women around them to be the best version of themselves. So it's I can't wait, and we get a special pool party at Sarah's house. Yes, so we yeah, have a lot of fun a and we do a lot house. of good work. <laughs> Yes, I love it. I love it. Well, Kimber, this was our first podcast recorded together, so I loved it. Uh, I learned from you every single time I get to hear you speak, and I know our listeners did as well. So the first step is to know where your business is at. Are you on track? Are you not on track? Um, Implement these six steps that we shared today and get out there and not only have a big business, but remember to have an even bigger life. Thanks for joining us. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.